and everyone, let's all stand together as we begin our worship service today. God is good, isn't he? You realize God is here today? Where we're gathered together, God is in our presence. So I want to start this service today by honoring God's presence. Recognize that he is in the house right now. So we need to stop and we just need to honor his presence among us, however you want to do that. Tell him you love him, recognize he's here, give him thanks, whatever you want to do, but let's honor his presence among us. Oh, Father, we come before your presence today and we honor you. Lord, for you are in the house, oh God, and we thank you for being in the house today. We thank you, Lord, for touching us today. We thank you, oh Lord, for giving us this day that we can come together as a body of believers in God, that we can honor you in every way. Lord Jesus, through song, and Lord, through the word, and Lord Jesus, in whatever way it may be. And I God, so now, as we stop in this moment, we say thank you, Lord, for being with us. Thank you, Lord, for walking among us. Thank you, Lord, for being as close as the mention of your name. Thank you, God, for being our God and for being our Savior. And we love you, Lord, with all of our hearts. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Of the sweetest of love. 
give the Lord a hand today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Courtney, would you stand with it just a second? Uh, as you're being seated, uh, for, for those of you who have not heard or do not know uh, and have, are not familiar with uh, Courtney Parker, uh, but we have, uh, the board has just brought on, made a decision that we have brought on Courtney, and she's going to be our minister of worship uh, from here on out. Yes, welcome her. We're so delighted to have her so they, this crowd doesn't have to put up with me anymore and, uh, and all of my ignorance and lack of knowledge musically. Uh, so we're delighted to have Courtney. Courtney has ministered here before, and her and her husband, Rodney, have come back to us, and Rodney uh, is going to be uh, heading up our children's and uh, youth program as a director. So we have brought them on together, and so we're just thanking the Lord uh, for this door to be open, and we, uh, we're just so appreciative of, of them, and they're accepting our invitation to come and join our team. So again, let's give them another great big hand and welcome them. Thank you, Courtney. God bless you. Okay, uh, revival. We're having a revival. Amen? Amen. We're, we're going to have not just revival services, we're going to have a revival. Amen? We're praying, we're believing God. Uh, Evangelist Jay Boyd is going to be with us. Jay's only 28 years old, uh, but he is a great, great uh, speaker, and he is just anointed. Uh, we do have some flyers that are uh, in, in the back, and also we have some invite cards. Uh, Paula, if she hasn't already stuffed one in your hand, she will stuff one in your hand before you leave. Uh, so let's be getting the word out, and uh, let's be inviting, and uh, let's be praying, and let's be believing that God is going to move in a wonderful way among us in this. Amen. Amen. And uh, we've got a whole team that is working, and I'm appreciative of all the team, the, the prayer team, the outreach team, uh, the worship team, which Courtney now is a part of. And so we, I haven't got her acclimated yet, but we're, we're going we're to get her acclimated to that. Uh, and uh, our, our hospitality team, and we're all working together uh, to make this a great experience as we are seeking after God. It's going to be a weekend of seeking after God. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday evening. Uh, 7 o'clock for the, uh, for the Saturday, Friday and Saturday, uh, regular time Sunday morning, 6 o'clock Sunday evening. So again, uh, be inviting, and we're going to believe that God is going to do something uh, tremendous among us through this revival. Uh, uh, two weeks from today, the 25th, will be Gideon Sunday. We, uh, we bring a, a Gideon speaker in. Uh, I, I just believe in the ministry of Gideons and what they do. And also, that will be the Sunday we receive our missions offering. And everything we will receive in that offering will go toward Gideon's International for their distribution of Bibles throughout the world. Uh, so I don't know yet uh, who our speaker is going to be, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but the last, last few that's in have been exceptional speakers, and so uh, I'm, I'm looking for the same uh, this, uh, this time around as well. Uh, so that is, uh, that, that is all we have as uh, far as announcement. There may be some other things that uh, I'm, I'm forgetting about, uh, but, uh, but, but check the website and 
uh, check Facebook and check wherever you check, and it should be there if I've missed it. So again, welcome. We're glad to have you in the house of the Lord today, uh, and uh, for God's blessings and God's presence among us. Let us look uh, to the Word of God for some words from the Lord, and uh, what I have chosen uh, for this morning is from the Psalms, Psalm 51, the first 13 verses here. Now, this is a prayer, it really is a prayer, it's a prayer of David, okay? And so let's listen to what David has to say as he is talking to the Lord. And actually, this is a prayer of confession and a prayer of contrition. David has sinned against God, and he's finding his way back to God. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me against you. You only have I sinned. And I have done this evil in your sight. That you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity. And in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden parts you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me with your generous spirit. And then I will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners shall be converted to you. Wow. That's a word. Amen. Let's all stand together and continue our worship in Him. And let's sing, Who You Say I Am. Oh 
our sin, for taking our transgressions, our iniquity, God, cleansing us, and Lord, and setting us free. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, do your work among us this day. Do your work among us this day. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Is your praise in the house today? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you may be seated. As the praise team is uh, going down, 
Uh, as you know, last Sunday we didn't have services. For those of you who have not heard what transpired and what happened, um, it, was, it was just, I, I don't know, it was just one of those things. Uh, but someone took it upon themselves uh, to cut the gas off at the uh, tank uh, that uh, fuels uh, all of our uh, units. So when I came in last Sunday morning, it was 51 degrees in the sanctuary, and uh, it took us a while to figure out what had gone on and what had happened. But once we figured it out, it was an easy, it was an easy fix. And uh, so I have prayed for whoever that person is. I have prayed that God will touch them and uh, will help them and uh, will see the light of day. Uh, but you know, it didn't stop God, right? You know? So it's not going to stop us. I told, I told, I told, so we must be doing something right. I, that, I mean, that, that's my take. We must be really doing something right uh, for, 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 for somebody to do something uh, that uncalled for. But we're here today. Amen. We're here to worship the Lord. And before we go into the message today, let us stop and let's ask a blessing over the word of God today that we will have eyes to be able to see what God wants us to see. That we may have ears that will be open to listen to what the Spirit may speak to us. That we will have minds to conceive, to take that word and have understanding. And then we will have hearts that will take that word and make it a part of our lives. Amen. Heavenly Father, we stop, and we just want to ask for your blessing upon the Word today. God, we know the Word is like manna to our souls. We know that the Word of God is, is, is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We know that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. We know, Lord Jesus, that you are the Word. You're the living Word among us so, Lord, I'm asking for an anointing, a an word of God among us this day. Anoint it, Lord Jesus, so that we can see and we can hear and we can comprehend. And, Lord, we can apply it to our lives in this moment. Lord, I need your anointing. I cannot do this, even though I've been doing this a long time. It has never become old to me and has never become routine to me. And I understand that every time I stand before a group of people and I break the bread of life, Lord Jesus, it is a matter of life and death. So God, please, please add your anointing. Add your anointing not only to me, but anointing, Lord, to those who hear it, not only in the sanctuary, but God, those that are listening in. That, God, you will bring that anointing to us. God, break every boundary, break every bondage, break every spirit, Lord Jesus, that wants to work against your word today. Because we know, God, the enemy tries to come and swoop the word away from us. So, God, soften every heart so the enemy can't take it away. Now, Lord Jesus, we commit this to you. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Okay, we're continuing on in our journey through the book of Hebrews. Now, I hope you don't get tired of this. Uh, I, I never tire of reading through Hebrews. Uh, but we've come uh, to the, uh, uh, another portion in the second chapter. Uh, and so today we're going to be looking at the recovery of man's lost destiny. It's going to be our focus for today. So let's, we're going to be looking at verses 5 through 10 uh, uh, as a reference point, and this is going to be the focus of the message. So let's, let's, let's read this, and, uh, and then I'll go back and start dissecting this out for us. For he has not put the world to come, of which we speak in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. Now, I know that when you read that, it just sounds like a, a lot of mumbo-jumbo. Uh, he, he put it under here, and he didn't put it under there, and he, he did this. And so I hope I can bring a little clarity to all of this and, and what it means for us. Just, just as a little bit, just a little bit of background before I get into the heart of it. You remember that the theme of Hebrews is a demonstration that Jesus is better than anything. Jesus is better than the words that the apostle brought, even though that was God's word. But the word that Jesus brings is the final word. He's better than the angels that were created, uh, that, that brought, uh, according to the word of God, helped bring the law unto Moses and to the children of Israel. So he's better than the angels. And so today we want to look at the destiny of man and that lost destiny uh, that was created. When we look at the, the word of God, one thing we discovered about humanity is that humanity is lost and they're lost totally. We're not talking about a little lost. We're not talking about man being just a little bit, itty little bit, just a little bit of lost. No, we're talking about man is totally lost without Jesus Christ. I don't care if they don't feel lost. I don't care if they don't feel uh, undone. I don't, think, I don't care if they think they've got everything and they don't need nothing. Let me tell you, without Jesus Christ, everyone is lost completely. And so we find that from the very beginning, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, they, 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 we, in that garden, man lost everything. Adam and Eve lost everything. They lost their relationship with God. They lost their dominion over the earth. He, they lost their home. Uh, he, uh, man lost his life. And in these verses, and what we want to discover, in these verses, we will learn what man's intended destiny is, how that uh, destiny was lost and why, and also how it can be recovered in Jesus Christ. So let's, let, let's start. Let's start with man's original destiny. Now, I know we've just read it, but let's go back to verses 5 and 8 again. And let's look at that. Just, just one more time for your hearing. 
For he had not put the world to come, of which he, we speak, in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. Now, a portion of this is a quote from Psalm 8 where the question was asked, who is man? In that psalm, the psalmist says, who is it? And what an important question. Who are we? Well, we just sung a song about we're the, we're, 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 we're the, child, we're the children of God. We, we are who we are because we belong to the great I am. So to understand, understand this, I need to take you back all the way to the beginning. I need to take you back to the book of Genesis. And we need to look at as God, when God created the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, what he said to them and what he gave to them in that creation. So if you look at chapter 1, beginning in verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. And male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose uh, fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And so it was. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Let me share with you four things about man's creation that is discovered here. First of all, very simply, man was created by God, okay? Man is not the result of some evolutionary process that we've all, we all understand, I think, we, I hope we all agree on that. He is, not, he is not that. Man was originally created by God. The second thing we discovered here, not only was man created by God, but man was created in the image of God. So that meant that man, because of this special creation, God was going to have a different relationship from you, with humanity than all the other creatures. Man was going to be able to talk with God. Man was going to be able to walk with God. Man was going to be able to love God. And God loved them back. So there's going to be this special relationship because they were created in His likeness. And nothing, 
Let me tell you, as much as you love your dog, as much as you love your cat, as much as you love your pigs or your, your whatever you got, your goldfish, as much as you love them, look, they are not created on the same level as humanity. They can't have a relationship with God like you can have a relationship with Him. And that is so important that we understand and see that special relationship. But not only that, when God created man, He gave man dominion over the whole world. He gave him dominion over the whole earth. Now, what does that mean? The word dominion in the original Hebrew actually means rule. God gave uh, Adam and Eve the right to rule over all creation. Everything was under their dominion and under their domain. Literally what happened, God made Adam king of the earth. And Eve was his queen. And their, their job was to rule their kingdom together. And then we also see another thing that's important here is that man was originally created a little lower than the angels. Now, I'm not sure that I have a full grasp on this. I'm not sure I fully understand all this implies. But let me, let me, let me give my best shot at it, of what it means that they were created lower. First of all, let me share with you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that God thought more of angels than he did of men. That, that, that's, that, that, that's, that's not what he's talking about. It doesn't mean that God had a greater respect and a greater love for angels than he did for men. That's not what it's talking about. But when you look at angels and humanity, there are some sharp contrasts between those two. For we see that, that first of all, we, when God created angels, he didn't put a lot of spatial boundaries on them. In other words, they can come, they can go, they can come from heaven, they can come to earth, they can, they can be in different places. Not, they're, not, they're not like God now. When God's everywhere, angels are not necessarily the same angel can be everywhere at the same time. But there's, there's not that special limitation. But man, on the other hand, is earthbound. We can't, we can't just, you know, we've tried. You, you remember, oh God, I, I, had, I hadn't even thought, this is not even my notes. For those of you that are old enough to remember, you remember the first time we put man in outer space? And I can't remember who it was. John, maybe John Glenn. You know the first question people ask him? When he got back, you know what they asked him? Did you see God? No, he didn't see God. Because you can't get God in a spaceship. You, there's some are, some are, I act like they're on a spaceship. Uh, you, you, can't, you, you, you can't get to God in a plane, in a train, in a spaceship. You can't go far enough in the expanses of the universe to get where God is at. Right? So see, man is earthbound, but we're heavenbound. We're, he we're heading to heaven. One day we're going to see God, amen, face to face. I'll, I'll, I'll be glad for that particular day. You know, another thing, 
man can be strong. We, we, we can be strong physically. But angels have a superior strength over all of us. Right? They, they have, a, they have a, a strength beyond this world. So that's, a, that's another contrast between angels and, uh, and, and humanity as well. Another, another difference between them. Remember, when God created angels, as far as we know, when God created angels, He did like He did the rest of the creation. He spoke them into being. So that makes angels spiritual beings. But when He created man, how did He create man? He started with the dust of the earth and breathed into man his nostrils, the breath of life. So that means that we are material. Angels don't have flesh and blood. Angels don't have bodies, but we do. So these are, they, these are all, all differences between us and angels. But I could go on and on and on. But, but just, just suffice it to say, there's a lot of contrast between us and angels. However, there is one point that needs to be made here that's very important. Man was given dominion over the world, yet the current reality is, is angels who control a lot of the world. A lot of fallen angels, as well as good angels, elect angels. So you see, so you see, angels are doing what man should be doing. We are not ruling the earth. Now, I know, I know there's people who think they are. Washington is full of them. Every government in the world is full of deceived individuals who think they are ruling the world. You know, the Antichrist is going to be deluded into thinking that. That he is going to rule the world. Well, that, that, that he, he, he's, got a, he's got another thought coming. So what happened? Well, that brings us to the corruption of man's destiny. Now, I think, I think every one of you, when I, when I ask you what happened, what, what, what happened, you all know. Man sinned. That was it. That, that, that is what happened. That's what took place. Man sinned against God. And when man sinned against God, then that disrupted everything. And man, as we already looked at previously, man lost a lot. When I'm talking about man, I'm not talking about just the male gender. I'm talking about humanity. Humanity lost a lot when Adam and Eve sinned against God. So let me, ju let me just highlight some things. That, that happened on that time when man lost his destiny with God. One of the first things that happened is man discovered shame. At this time, they were naked. No problem. But once they sinned, the first thing they observed was they had no clothes on. And for the first time, they felt guilt. They felt shame for the very first time in their lives. Then also, man's relationship with God was broken as we've already looked at. And then also, man lost his home. What did God have to do? He kicked them out of the Garden of Eden. 
Not only that, murder was introduced into the, uh, the human family. For Cain killed his brother Abel because he was jealous and, uh, of him and angry with his brother as a result of sin. And so therefore he killed his own brother. Also, the animal kingdom began to rebel against man. The animal kingdom was created to, to lovingly submit and surrender to the, the leadership of man. But now at the animal kingdom is serving man out of fear, not out of love. And then we also discover here that the earth revolted against man. When God first created that garden and put Adam and Eve in it, it was indeed a paradise. Everything grew naturally on its own. It was there for their picking, for their taking. But after they sinned, now where there was the ease of labor, now there is toil, now there is work. Now there's thorns. Now there's thistles. Now there's poisonous snakes. Now there's uh, venomous reptiles. Now there's all this other stuff. Now there's the storms and hail and lightning and floods and cold and frost and all these other things. Anybody that's ever done any farming, you know that you are at the mercy of nature. And everything was hard. It was a tragic error man made when he sinned against God. Now, that brings us to the final element here, and that is the recovery of man's destiny. Look, look, at, look, at, look at verse number 9 again. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. Now, I don't know if you get that or not, but that's a statement of hope. What man lost, God is working to restore. What man forfeited, He's working to put back in order. Even though man's, man's destiny has been corrupted, even though man sinned against God, God is going to redeem the human race. Now, that doesn't mean that every soul is going to be redeemed. There's those that's not going to accept him, those that are going to reject him. But God is going to redeem the human race. God one day is going to set everything back in order just like he originally intended for it to be. We know from the very beginning, after Adam and Eve sinned against God, we see that God confronted them. And he said, and he said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. 
He shall bruise your head, but you shall bruise his heel. That was the, that was the messianic promise right there that a deliverer was going to come and deliver mankind. We see after the, uh, after the uh, sin of man, they were ultimately destined toward death. Man sinned against God, and rather than becoming a king, he became a slave to sin, and he became the uh, victim of death. Not only just physical death, but spiritual death. And because man was totally separated from God. But the good news today is this. Man does not have to die. Why? Because Jesus Christ, he tasted death for all of us. Jesus came to this earth. He took on human form. He became one of us. He went to the cross. He suffered. He bled. He died. And now, if you get in him, your destiny will be restored. And then one day, one glorious day, he's going to set this whole earth back in motion and we're going to reign on this earth with him. You don't believe it? You don't believe it? Let me tell you, the word of God shows us that that is the reality. In the book of Revelation, chapter 20 and verse 4, and John said, I saw thrones, and, I, and they sat upon them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the soul of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark in the forehead or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. And then in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, uh, uh, several passages here. Chapter 2. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house will be established on the top of the mountain and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. We're not going to have any Israeli conflicts anymore. We're not going to have any more Hamas or Hezbollah. We're not going to have any more uh, Hitlers. We're not going to have any more Nazism. We're not going to have any more communism. We're not going to have any of that stuff. It's all going to be done away with. And then you skip down to verse 6. The wolf shall, uh, shall de, uh, dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. And then we find in chapter 11 verses 8 and 9. The nursing child shall play. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole. The weaned child shall put his hand into the viper's den. Let me tell you. They're, they're little children, and there's going to be cobras uh, just going to be snaking around. And little children, little infant babies, and no, no mother's going, oh, oh, oh. And then, and then a child's going to sit behind, uh, sitting on the ground by the uh, side of a, a viper's den, and going to reach his hand down and grab some snakes up and pull them out. And nothing is going to hurt. The prophet said, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all of my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea.
Mm. See, the hope of humanity is what it's always been. The hope of humanity is what it was been from the very get-go when Adam and Eve sinned against God. The hope of humanity is Jesus Christ. And there is no other hope. And when you look from Genesis to Revelation, when you look the whole entirety of the Scriptures, it is about God redeeming, restoring, and putting back in order what's out of order because of sin. Praise Him, make your way. So this, this is what Scripture is really all about. This passage is all about the restoration of man's destiny. Now, here's the good news. Here, here's, here's, here's the good news. You see, we don't have to wait until Jesus comes back. We don't have to wait until he comes and writes everything that is wrong. See, your destiny can be restored now. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ, that's what you need to do. If you've not embraced him, you need to embrace him. Because if you've not done that, your destiny is still marred. Your destiny is still Uncertain. Well, no, it's very certain. Certain you're not going to be with him. So you see, come to find him. Serve him. Walk with him. I want you to stand with me just a moment. We're going we're gonna to sing a, a song that for me just encapsulates this whole thing about the recovery of man's destiny. It's written by John Newton, or the original part of it was written by John Newton. Amazing Grace. We're going to do the Chris Tomlin rendition of this. When adding my chains are gone. And then we're going to have intercessory prayer. Don't you know this, this altar is open and at any point during the song, make your way down into Salter. If nothing else, by your coming, that's not saying, well, oh, I, I thought they were saved. No, 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 no. Sometimes, I, I, sometimes we just come and thank him. Thank him for what he's done for us. Thank him for that restoration. Thank him for that renewal. Thank you, for, Lord, for giving us that hope that we have in you. So anywhere during the song, you make your way down to the altar. And then we'll be praying for needs among us.
several things we need to pray for. I need, I need some prayer warriors to come down. I need some, need some people that are willing to pray. Got several things we need to pray over the day. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
want to pray for Norma Resher's father today as they, they found some spots in his lungs. And so let's, let's be lifting, lifting him up in prayer. Um, also, um, our neighbors, two doors down from us, are many, many of you probably heard the 14-year-old who committed suicide. That They were our neighbors. That's a, such a sad, sad situation. And I don't mean they're hurting. They're hurting desperate. There's ever been a family who needs the Lord Jesus Christ. This family needs yes. the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. They're lost. Yes. Now they know the truth. Yes. They've been in and out of church. Yes. Let me tell you something. I wouldn't say this to David, but I say it to any, anybody. When you allow the devil's work in your home, you can expect him to work. I'm just telling you, when you let the devil in your house, and you don't work to keep him out. Now, he, he, he wants to get there enough. He does everything he can to get in. But when you open the door, and say, come on in. It's bad. And anything can happen. Let's pray for revival. Amen. Let's pray for Jay this morning. Let's pray for his work. We're going to start this prayer. I'm going to anoint Katrina for the Horn family and also for mom Miss Nina is, is, is got a bad case of bronchitis and so let's pray for Miss Nina and our prayers as well then we'll pray for um, Norma Register's father and ask for God's blessing then we'll pray for revival and then anything else we're glad to see um, uh, Paula G back I have to keep I have to have to make sure I designate who because yeah. I've gotten in more trouble. What's wrong with Paula? Paula having surgery? I think of my Paula's having surgery. So this is Paula G and this is Paula B. Okay. So, 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 so you'll know. Paula G. We're glad to have Paula G back and uh, praying. And we want to pray for her. She's just going to have to do some little chemotherapy. We want to pray for, for, for God and um, totally eradicate all of that stuff. Will you join us in prayer? Father in heaven, Lord, we Jesus, we ask, Lord, for your divine intervention and your divine grace. Father, Lord, I pray, Lord, for the David Horn family. God, there, there is no way to know how to even feel. God, to have a daughter, Lord, to commit suicide that way. Father, Lord, to, to, to have that, that daughter gone in a moment, in an instant, Lord, this family, Lord, is so torn. And Lord Jesus, they need you. And I pray, God, and this has been my prayer for, from, from the, from the get-go, that, God, this would be a catalyst. This would be, Lord, an opening, Lord Jesus, of you into their lives. 
and that, God, that they can be totally delivered, Lord Jesus. Lord, they'll never get over what happened. They'll never, they'll never put that totally behind them. But my God, they've got to forge a new way ahead. They've got the Lord to forge out a new path, Lord Jesus, and it's going to take time, and it's going to take a community working with them and helping them and blessing them and, Lord, ministering unto them. So, God, I'm praying for David and Alicia and and, and uh, Jada and Harmony and God and, Lord, all the family, Lord Jesus, blessing them and ministering unto them and, Lord, grandparents and, Lord Jesus, uncles and aunts and everybody else that God's involved with this that, Lord, your holy hand, Lord, will be upon them. And, Lord, bring deliverance. Lord, the enemy is taking too many of our children away. The enemy is destroying too many lives. And that, God, Lord, it needs to stop. And, Lord, one day it is going to stop. And, Lord Jesus, Lord, this drug problem, Lord, has got to be, it's got to be brought under control, Lord. Too many people, Lord, are dying. And, Lord, too many people are opening the doors, oh, God, through drugs and alcohol and all of these alike. And Lord Jesus, and it's wreaking havoc, Lord, in our world. Lord, I, I pray, I pray, God, that you'll touch Miss Nina, Lord. Lord, touch this, this dear lady, God, and touch those lungs. I know they're already damaged, and God, and anything like this doesn't help. So, Father, I pray, God, that you will help her and strengthen her and lift her up and let her rise up, O oh God, and let her be strong, Lord, in you. For, Lord, you're the great and the almighty God. And, Lord Jesus, we love you and we thank you, Lord, for that. Lord Jesus, we pray, God, we pray, Lord, for, for Norma Rester's dad. And, God, that you will, Lord, just touch him. Lord, whatever they think they have seen, Lord, whatever's going on with him, Lord, may the power of Christ, Lord Jesus, be in that situation. And God, may you help them and may you strengthen them. And God, may you give them grace and mercy, Lord Jesus, by your power. And Lord, just touch Norma. I know she's the primary caregiver here. And God, bless her and be with her. And give her strength in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, Lord, we pray for Paula G. We pray, God, that you will, Lord, touch her and, Lord, minister, Lord, under her. Thank you, Lord, for bringing her through this surgery. Thank you, God, and, Lord, the chemotherapy. And, Lord, all those things, Lord, she is good in the sight of Jesus Christ. And, God, she's going to be better in your sight, Lord Jesus. Lord, bring healing and bring deliverance, Lord, unto her. In Jesus Christ's name who reigns forever and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, you know about the cells in his body. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We ask you in the name yes, of Jesus God. that you would completely heal yes, him. Lord. That no more surgical Lord, we procedures believe, will ever oh have to be done again. Lord we believe in your power. We believe in your strength. We believe in your authority. God, you're able to do all things. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. You are still Lord, with him you are like there you have always with been. Us. 
you're with him thank in you, every Lord. situation and circumstance. Hallelujah. His help. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of in Jesus. Jesus' name. And we call it done and thank you for it. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Christy, Christy, Christy. You this Christy. Come here. Christy is, is heading up our prayer team for revival. She's got a group of people that's praying around. If you're a part of that, I want you to come and, and, and stand here with Christy. If you're a part of that. We've got some others that are in, in the other parts of the, of the sanctuary. We believe, we know, we know it's only through prayer. Revival does not come through a speaker. Revival doesn't come through music. Revival comes through prayer. That's, 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 that's the instrument God has. You know, all these things are important. Now, don't get me wrong. But every genuine revival that has ever started, started in a prayer meeting. Trace them back. Every one of them. It may look like the Spirit just broke out one day. But if you'll go back and look, somewhere behind that breakout was somebody praying. Somebody seeking God. Somebody wanted to have God move in the midst. So what I'm saying to you, it's not enough to say we need to revive. We need to do what it takes to bring revival. That's to pray. Amen? Amen. So I want to anoint Christy this morning because she's our prayer leader here. God laid her on my heart. Now, 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 Christy, I, I'm, I'm going to embarrass her. Now, she's a quiet person. She doesn't like to be in the center of attention nowhere. I admire that in her. She ain't going to toot her horn. She ain't going to brag about all she does and all she is. But she prays. And one day she's going to share with you her testimony of how God brought her out of a dark place through prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity, to Lord, just to be able to pray. And Father, Lord, we, we pray through Christy, Lord, right now. We anoint her, Lord Jesus, as our prayer leader. And God, in this revival, and Lord, I know, I know, Lord, a lot of people don't respond. And I know when it comes to people gathering for prayer, and Lord, it, it, it's like the plague has been announced, it's coming to town. But my God, I know, Lord, there's power. And Lord Jesus, and Lord, as two or three are gathered in your name, Lord Jesus, you're in the midst thereof. Lord Jesus, where we touch anything agreeing, Lord, we believe it's done in the name of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, the prayer of a righteous person avails much. God, we can, Lord, we can move mountains through prayer, through the prayer of faith, oh God. Lord Jesus, stronghold, yes, indeed, strongholds can be brought low. Lord Jesus, high places, Lord Jesus, can come tumbling down. Lord, the, the devils can be put on their flight. Lord Jesus, healing can come. Lord Jesus, restoration, salvation, Lord, can come and will come as we pray. So, Lord, we pray for this revival. Lord Jesus, it's not just a, 
uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, it's done. Lord, we need a revival, God. This church needs a shaking. This pastor needs a shaking. We need a shaking, God. We need a shaking down to our core. We need a shaking in our spirit, Lord. We need deliverance, God. There's people in this building right now, Lord, that needs a deliverance, oh God. Lord, they've been held captive, Lord, by things, Lord Jesus, that has held them sway for so long by fear and doubt. And Lord Jesus, a sin and ungodliness. And Lord Jesus, attitudes and bitterness and all of those things, Lord Jesus. Lord, spirits that help, held them captive, God, they need to be set free in Jesus' name. God, set them free. Deliver them. Lord, I pray for Jay Boy, God. A man that I love, Lord Jesus. And Lord, it's seen him and Lord grow and develop, Lord, into a fine man of God. And I pray for Jay. I pray, God, for anointing on him and health to him and, st uh, and strength and stability, oh God. God, give him, Lord, what he needs. And Lord Jesus, touch him. And Father, Lord, just bless all of us together. Revive us, oh Lord. In the midst of the years, remember, remember mercy. As the prophet asked, will you revive us again? I believe you will, Lord. Will you move? Yes, you will, Lord. Will you heal? Yes, you will, Lord. Will you save? Yes, you will, Lord. Will you shake our foundation? Yes, you will, Lord. God, give us strength, we pray. Give us strength, oh Lord. In Jesus' name. Uh, I need to pray for Miss Molly. Miss Molly needs prayer today. Cheryl, I'm going to pray for you with Miss Molly. Father, Lord, we pray for Miss Molly. We pray, Lord, that you will put your hand of grace and mercy, Lord, upon her. And God, that you will help her and strengthen her. And God, continue, Lord, to be with her in every way. God, you're good. And Lord Jesus, you're righteous and you're holy. And Lord, your word is true. And Lord, she trusts in you. So God, Lord, let, let, let that faith of hers carry her, Lord, to the yeah. end. And God, that she'll be strong. Father, Lord, I pray for Miss Pat Smith, Lord Jesus. God, you know, Lord, what's going on in Miss Pat's life. And God, you know the tragedy, Lord, of this, Lord, her mind, Lord Jesus. And God, I don't understand it. I don't, I'll never understand it on this side of glory. But God, I pray, Lord, for Pat Smith. I pray, God, that for her sons. I pray, God, for deliverance. I pray, God, that you will give them the help they need. I pray for Billy Beasley, Lord, right now. That God, that as he is, Lord, approaching the end of his life. That God, that you will touch Billy and help him. And Lord, help him. Help his spirit and Lord Jesus calm him Lord Jesus and help him to learn to totally rely upon you and you alone God bless him Lord by your strength and power in Jesus name hallelujah is, is there any anybody else who needs prayer this morning yes thank you
Heavenly Father, this family that has been torn apart by death, <coughs> let them be mended together in life. Lord Jesus, find an inroad to their hearts, to their minds, and to their souls. And God, mend their broken hearts. And mend the hardness of their hearts. Because I'm sensing right now that's part of the problem. There's hardness of the heart. And Lord Jesus, only you can come and soften that hard heart. Only you can come and make right, Lord Jesus. That God, they can be bound together again. And love each other as a family. You are good, Lord. And you're faithful. To do all things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Any, any, anyone else need, need prayer? I'm not cutting you off. Grandson, my 16-year-old grandson. Amen. Amen. In a good place. And I have a 26-year-old nephew that OD'd on Friday. They brought him back, but he went out mm. twice. Father, Lord, as we anoint Cheryl, Lord, for these, these two needs, this grandson, oh God. God, please help him. Lord, being a teenager is tough. It's hard. Life is raging. Body's changing. Mind is, is muddled. God, help him, Lord Jesus. Oh, cover him, Lord. Cover him, Lord Jesus, in your precious blood. Cover him, oh God, and make him whole in your precious and your holy name. Preserve him that no harm, oh God, that, he'll, that no harm can come to him, Lord Jesus. Lord, even, even in this where he's at right now, cover him and keep him safe in you. And Lord, this one that OD'd on this drug, I, I am, Lord, my heart is so grieved. There's so many people that have, have opened the door to this demonic world. And they don't know how to get out of it. They don't know how to be delivered. They don't know how to, they don't know how to be set free, God. But Jesus, you are, you are, you are, God, our deliverer. You're the chain breaker, God. You can break cycles, God, of addiction. You can break cycles of habits. You can break cycles of sin. God, you are one who can break it all. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say that name. Say the name of Jesus. 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 By your power, God. By your power, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you in advance, Father. We call it Set done. the captive free. Thank Set you. Captive free. Praise you. In Jesus' name. Thank you. And you are no respecter of persons. Thank so you, Lord. Know what Jesus thinks of you. Thank you, Lord. Is there, is, is there anybody else needs needs prayer, wants prayer, desires prayer? Anybody? Anybody?
somebody that's suffering with depression, don't just raise your hand. You know somebody that's dealing with depression. Amen. See all these hands? Now I know there's clinical depression. I understand that there's biological depression. But I also know that depression sometimes is the work of the enemy. It works against people. If you're depressed, I'm not saying you're demon-possessed. Please understand that. I'm saying the enemy can use that against you and twist your mind. Many people turn to drugs and alcohol. They turn to all kinds of perversion. Think that's going to that's that's bring light to their darkness, and it only just brings them deeper into the darkness. Thank you, Lord. Father... Father, we speak against the spirit of depression, Lord Jesus. It's almost a plague in our, in our world, Lord Jesus. There's so many people, young people, God. It's not just a, this is not just an old folks' affliction. Father, Lord, there's so many. You saw all the hands that were raised, Lord, around here. People that are suffering, Lord Jesus, from depression. And Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray, God, that you will help and God, that you will strengthen. I know sometimes it's not as easy as just snapping the finger or praying a prayer and it's all said and done and we're just happy people again. Lord, I understand that, God. I know that. But I know, Lord Jesus, that there is deliverance, God. I've suffered from depression. I've gone through depression. I've gone through the darkness. I felt the darkness. I felt the despair. I felt the hopelessness. But Lord, at the end of it, God, you were right there. At the end of it, you were in, you were there. And Lord, as I look back, I realize you were walking with me in the darkness. God, you had never left me. You had never forsaken me. Even though I felt so far away from you, Lord, I knew at the end you were there. And God, if you brought me out, you can bring other people out. Lord Jesus, if you've helped others, you can help us. So God, help Help us. And those that are suffering really from the spirit of depression. God, we are praying for the breaking of that bondage. Because that's exactly where the enemy wants us. He wants us bound. Mm, mm, mm. He wants us bound. But there's liberty in Jesus' name. There's power in Jesus' name. 
There's strength in Jesus' name. There's hope in Jesus' name. So God, help all of these. Help all of these that are suffering, Lord. And some are suffering in silence. God, they're suffering in silence. And they feel like nobody understands. And they feel like nobody cares. But God, we do care. And you care. And you love us. And you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So God, take the prayers that we've offered in this place today. And use them for your glory. And use them for your honor, God. And bring deliverance in your name. And let us walk out of here rejoicing. No matter how we may feel. But let us walk out of here rejoicing. Knowing that God walks with us. He is not just in this house. He is in your house. He is in my house. He is in your apartment. He is in your place. He is in your school. He is in your workplace. He is wherever you go. You don't have to come here to find Him. There's just strength when we all come together. Pray together. Amen? Amen. So the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you. And give you peace. Amen. You love the Lord? You know the Lord loves you? Give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, Terry and Brent. It is.